Hello, and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week, we're talking about all things Marvel. Yep, superheroes and villains. Has Marvel become its own gaming genre? Do we need any more Marvel games? Is the Marvel bubble... It's so hard not to say Marvel. Is the Marvel (laughs) bubble going to pop? I don't know. We might talk about all that, but we might just talk about the new Doctor Strange movie for an hour as well, which we will not because I haven't seen it. And spoilers. <laughs> We're going to spoil it all. Um but we'll we'll let you know, Kitty, when to plug your ears. Um, first, we're going to say thank you. <laughs> Me and the rest of the listening audience. <laughs> you can see it on streaming. It's all streaming now. Thanks, Adam and Miles and Sahara and the Gift of Games. Also, thank you to all our other patrons. Um, so if you are part of our live audience, Mondays, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Central time, at tabletopgamedark.com slash live, you would know this is our second start of this particular episode. And it's going so well. (laughs) I I don't think we got better. Uh, Just just said. But um, yeah, no, all is good. All is well. We only recorded for two and a half minutes before Kitty realized her mic wasn't working. But you're welcome for checking my levels at that point. Yes, that was good. And yeah, we our pre-show our pre-show conversation could have been all banter. So we might just, you know, jump right into Doctor Strange here. I don't know. We're feisty tonight. <laughs> well, Fletcher had to leave early tonight and because he had to like, no, 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 I have to leave. I have a work call. And it's a good thing that his work, um, I, I'm assuming that the project was just delayed because th- there were too many bugs. So you couldn't launch. <laughs> Actually, the, the Android uh, person uh, couldn't commit to be there to like hit the Android button to launch it. Ah, uh. Well, whatever the case, you no longer have to leave early, so you get to be here for the entire episode. I said, join us. Leave it but halfway That is a fair guess, Chris. <laughs> that was a, uh, it's about a... I think that's how I got promoted to manager, is because they're like, this guy codes bugs 100% of the time. If we promote him, he'll code way less bugs. <laughs> that is... That'll save us money. <laughs> that's how managers get to be managers. Yeah. Stop True making facts. things that break here. Just be in charge of other people that can make things better. <laughs> Just be in a be- Yeah. Please. Um, let's see. Join our Discord. Join our BGA group. And we will be drawing Railroad Inc. winners. Um, I went into a whole thing. Um, we're in our You're very- welcome, everyone who is listening to the podcast version of this, because Chris rambled on for almost all of that two and a half minutes about the railroading tournament so is mostly there you go you know true. what you missed <laughs> it is true. Uh, but it's a it's a heated game i'm just i'm really looking forward to seeing who wins this there are there's a score to beat there's it's the final thing there's, there's a score to beat a score to beat wow well i mean it's different because it's it's halfway it's like through they are listening to you it's the halfway through the last round so there is an actual score that you must beat i'm not going to thanks tell anyone. john madden okay well anyway um how we oh yeah we talked also about how we skipped the fourth of july because holidays mm-hmm. landing on mondays so we talked about a lot of stuff in two and a half minutes um but we're back um let's see i went to kitty's for the fourth of july weekend for one of those days um no throwing up on the way thumb back on, i burned my thumb on a sparkler after That's- all of the yelling at spencer about fireworks that i did i was the one who burned myself Kind of badly on a of all things a sparkler. I've I mean sparklers are dangerous. Yeah, I've See, seen. See, yeah, I, I was trying to light it with the wrong kind of lighter. We need to get the long lighters. 
How hot oh, stick do lighter. sparklers get? Um, I've heard many different it's things. Very, very hot, and they were not the little ones. I think it's like they were like the two hundred fifty C. Yeah. So yeah. parents it's... don't often realize that sparklers burn at a temperature of two thousand degrees. Now I don't oh, know I if know. that's Fahrenheit or Celsius, but I think at that temperature it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> hot enough to melt metal. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, is it is it like magnesium that is burning? I, Probably, I think so. It's yes, yeah, it's and I got made fun of for being like, let's get a metal bucket full of water, and everyone's like, Pfft. but yeah, we had that's a metal prof- bucket. That's what professionals do. We had yep. a metal bucket full of water. So yeah, I my brother is a safety professional, and of all things, that's that was my one takeaway. We also found that, out and that I it's shouldn't legal- get on top of the car to put up a roof rack during a thunderstorm. That was the other one I got really yelled at for by my brother, the safety professional. (laughs) My favorite fact of the weekend was it is legal to buy fireworks in Wisconsin as long as you're not a Wisconsin resident. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, just some of them. We're allowed to get anything non-sized or smaller. Yeah. so. So there's more stuff that's legal than in Illinois. But yeah. I just Luckily, think it's funny that Wisconsin we have will, IDs in both states. Yeah, <laughs> Wisconsin will sell fireworks to out-of-state people when there's no state around Wisconsin that is legal in either. But you're not allowed to actually let the fi- like fire them off in Wisconsin. <sighs> I, I also Wisconsin. learned wow. that in my town, the police will only enforce fireworks illegalness in very certain cert- situations, and they will give a permit to just about anyone if you apply and say i am going to carefully set off fireworks they're like okay cool just do it before 10 p.m <laughs> i think most of the time fourth of july weekend police kind of look the other way unless you're being oh yeah overtly unsafe with them so really crazy yeah. dangerous i learned that our neighborhood does this thing where the weekend after the fourth of july everyone gets together and sets off everything they didn't set off on the 4th of July the weekend after the 4th of July. So actually, Saturday the 9th, we had more fireworks going off than on the 4th of July. And I didn't know that, so I didn't drug my dog or take extra precautions <laughs> to make sure my kids were very tired and sleepy. You didn't drug so your kids it was, it was your, your a community miserable decides to build night. A bomb. Basically... And they had a permit. So we like called the cops. We were like, it's like 1040 and there's so many fireworks still going off. They're like, yeah, they have a permit. So there's not a lot we can do. I was like, well, I don't think their permit said they can set off as many as they want whenever they want. I'm pretty sure that those expire at 10 p.m. But whatever. You're those people. (sighs) Cranky old mom. didn't think about the downside of living with my back to a public park, which is where they were setting off all of the fireworks. <laughs> Your kids are going to love it in a couple of years. I'm sure they will. I mean, they're going to be in the middle of it in a couple of years. Yes. So, um, Honestly, it's the dog more than the kids. The dog They're going to think of it as a big fireworks. public front yard. <laughs> in gaming news, uh, before <laughs> the fireworks went off, we played the crew with Fletcher. We actually invited yeah. him to a game. Um, and I showed up. And you showed up. We haven't done it since because, seriously, he showed up. But um, <laughs> that's my one game a year. Yeah. And so, certainly not because Spencer had to punch holes in our walls. No, yeah. Spencer was busy doing something or other. Um, but yeah, so Fletcher, what did you think of the crew? You had not played it before. 
Yeah, um, I thought it was really fun. It took me a few rounds to understand what to do. And luckily, like those few rounds, it's like, yeah, just play cards and don't worry about it too much. (laughs) Yeah. It was. And then finally, I'm like, okay, I think I get it now. I think I get it. It did not occur to me because you are, you have not played a lot of trick taking games in the past, right? No, I haven't. And I have not known a lot of people who've not played trick taking games. So I'm like, huh. All right, this concept is actually kind of foreign if you've never played any kind of trick-taking game before. Yeah, it's interesting. Like we I I feel like I just instantly understood that game. And also, we played it from the very beginning when we were playing it the first time, so it's easy <laughs> yeah, to pick up these little things. We 10. threw Fletcher in at mission 10. <laughs> He did not have a chance to like like we did not start like the zero depth pool into the deep end. We were like boom and we started at least at the middle. But it was like, not like it's like four but we threw Olympic him into like four feet me. of water. Yeah, it's like four Olympic swimmers and we're like, Oh, we had this new guy. Um, let's go to the kiddie pool and we're all looking at each No, no. Mm-mm. He can he can handle this one Let's just go. It's like what if we just tow him instead? <laughs> exactly. We'll just explain to him how to swim while he drowns. That'll work. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of what happened. Don't inhale there. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up surviving, though. Um, also, this is news that I threw on here. It has nothing to do with anything, but um, I think this is news as between the last episode and this episode. Keyforge is coming back, and it has been bought from Fantasy Flight by the person who started Fantasy, Fantasy Flight or Fantasy Flight, oh. Fantasy Flight, Fantasy Flight, Final Fantasy Flight. Yeah. Um, it is anyway been bought by uh, Christopher Peterson, I want to say, his company. And so, yeah, they're going to be bringing it back. And they're doing, you know, they bought all the assets, all the IP, all the future sets. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing where they take it. And having a company, a small company that gets to dedicate as much as they want to Keyforge. Um, Christian Peterson. Thanks, Jason. Um I think that has a huge Why potential. Why Google something when our live audience will just do it for you? This is actually Except why. they don't need to Google it. They just know they just these know, things. Yeah. They know more about games than and us I should all know, the time. I should know too, but <laughs> this whole restart put me on tilt. Um, yeah, Ghost Galaxies is his new it company. And he did a successful Kickstarter, I want to say last year, for a card game. He was part of Keyforge and negotiating with Rich Garfield in the first place and putting it out there. So I think it's in good hands, and I'm looking forward to what's going on there. It's going to be probably, I don't know, I give them six months on the the soonest, probably closer to a year, end of 2022, um, is at the soonest of the next set. But it's coming. It's coming back. All right. Just in time for me to have more children and not have any more time to dedicate to it again. Whatever. You're just going to be <laughs> spitting out kids for the next 10 years. Have I you hope guys, not. Have you settled on a number yet? Um, maybe. All right. You don't have to tell me. I don't want to know. I don't know if I know. Sydney <laughs> <laughs> keeps saying, do you think we should have a third? I keep saying, nope. Got two. We're good. <laughs> I think we should... Um, finish punching holes in the wall of our house before we really do that. But yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. All right, let's talk about... Maybe fix all the light switches. Um, We did disconnect the room that was secretly actually still wired into all the knob and tube wiring. It was just modern wiring spliced into with apparently open wires up in our attic to the old knob and tube. Oh. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. With the bird's nest and kindling for fun. (laughs) 
only horsehair insulation, Fletcher. <laughs> horsehair insulation. Um, yeah. The more work we do on this house, the more we learn it is only like a miracle that it has not already burned down. <laughs> You're like, wait, this house is literally a pile of sticks. <laughs> yes. Well, and open copper wire. So there's that. And open copper <laughs> wire. Yeah. Yay. All right. But we, our electrician fixed it. Don't worry. It's fine now. We're fine. <laughs> Whatever. As long as it doesn't burn down while you're in there. If you're not in there, fine. That's it's a pretty big insurance payout. <laughs> so um, let's talk about Marvel. And and let's start with the movies. Um, Fletcher, have you seen the new Doctor Strange movie? I have. What did you think? I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I did he not talked about it, it on the show that it, he saw in theaters. when I. It was around yeah. the time I saw the Batman. And now we know where our loyalties lie. <laughs> um, I like the movie. It wasn't my favorite Marvel movie, but maybe it has something to do with like actually being the first movie I saw in theaters in two years. <laughs> That's but yeah, I I liked it. As- I liked it, and there's a lot of fun cameos from. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a lot of cool, interesting cameos, and it's pretty dark for a Marvel movie. It is, which is an interesting take. Yeah, one of the things I like about the Marvel. Marvel in general, is they can cross all of the different genres with these characters. So Doctor Strange is a horror movie. You know, for all practical purposes, it's, it's you know, that thriller kind of almost um, Cthulhu-esque horror type of movie, right? And where you go to the Thor movies and those are just straight up comedies. And, you know, there's just, they, they cross the, cross the line. I've been watching Moon Knight to just, put a point on this moon Knight is another one of those kind of thriller psychological movie or uh series because disney plus has the marvel series is on there and then you watch something like miss marvel which is a teenage coming of eight year or coming of age movie or series i get confused it's all part of phase four marvel and they all tie into each other but it's kind of hard to follow what what's going on there the problem with Marvel is that everything is canon and you just, you cannot, you cannot like agents of shield. There's like, I don't know, like 10 seasons of that. And it's all technically canon. And it's just like, what agent Carter, I'm supposed to watch agent Carter to understand <laughs> all of this. No, I will not. <laughs> I drew the line about five seasons into agents of shield. I'm like, okay, I'm done there. I watched a couple episodes of agent Carter. The Disney stuff is a little bit better because it's shorter. Have you seen Loki? Nope. Yes. Kitty says I like. Yeah, Kitty says no. Um, Loki was fantastic. Um, American? No, what was it? Captain America and Falcon, or no, Winter Soldier and Falcon um, was okay. Uh, But yeah, there's it was okay. There's so much Marvel being pushed out. And I saw someone critique. We're actually going to talk about Marvel games, too, I promise. But um, I saw a critique of Phase 4 of Marvel. And the problem with it is that Disney's putting so many of these like little miniseries on Disney Plus only that if you go to the theaters and you only watch the movies in the theaters, you miss out on a lot of the backstory that comes along with this stuff. Because um, Miss Marvel is going to be in the next Captain Marvel movie. But you won't have her backstory. She'll just show up. Because... She's now part of the stuff. You don't need it, but you still want it, right? It's also a good show. So, two. Yeah, I think that's how they sell the you know Disney Plus subscriptions. I think that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> so, two points I have. Um, number one, feeding into that, my sister got mad because she watched the um, 
she's very far behind. She just watched the first Spider-Man movie. So Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. And she... With the Tobey Maguire movies? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The no. first Spider-Man movie of the newest reboot. The newest which is the reboot. fifth or sixth reboot of Spider-Man movies. Got it. Okay. So the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie with uh, Homecoming. And it had been so long since she saw uh, Civil War that she had no memory of Spider-Man being introduced. So she's like, I thought this was like an introduction movie. I thought this was a good start point for Spider-Man. But apparently, (laughs) no, it was not. And like to watch Civil War, you have to have watched like 10 other movies. So to like (laughs) just pick up one movie now is impossible. Cannot just... You just start from the beginning. You have to start at the beginning. And you have to go through. And my newest gripe with Marvel... Is that it's in all of the Happy Meal toys, all of the Happy Meals that my you know four year old kid is eating have Marvel characters in them. And what is the rating on all these movies? It is PG thirteen from everything <laughs> from Spider Man Homecoming through Doctor Strange and everything in between is all PG thirteen. And they all have moments where my kid is sensitive to people being murdered. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I mean, come on. You got to condition them at some point. And I understand that. But like, why are they advertising it to my four-year-old if it is meant for 13-year-olds? Yeah. I, you know, I did not realize I, I that. Think you got, I think you got it backwards. It's uh, <laughs> the collectors that want the toys that order Happy Meals. <laughs> it's ridiculous, though. But they're giving them to kids. And my kid is like, who is Groot? And I'm like... You can't watch Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just all... No, it's I am Groot. <laughs> there is there's so much questionable content in these movies that I can't even... Like, I don't know. For, for Yeah, small child. I will agree with you there. It It is PG-13 friendly, for sure. It's even probably PG friendly for most part, but it's not toddler... Friendly. I do think, though, that, like, there are... There's so much content in there that they could be targeting it differently. That not all of them necessarily have to be PG-13. But I don't know. Maybe that's just the way the movies go. And there is a ton of Marvel content out there made for four-year-olds. We have to watch more Spidey and his amazing friends. I know. I was just going to say Spidey and his amazing friends. And, you know, this, which is chibi superheroes, which is great because we're going to talk about Marvel United, which is also chibi superheroes. And apparently Marvel United didn't start it because it's a whole thing. Um, and oh yeah, I put it in front of Zachary the other day and I said, okay, let's see if you like this. And he just z- like zoned into the TV and did not look away. And these were these shorts were like five minute, like Spider-Man shorts. And he was just watching one after the other, the other. I'm like, yes. Awesome. Um, because I want him into superheroes. Cause you know, he's a f- three and a half year old boy. I'm a dad and I want them into superheroes. Um, so, but yes, but you can't throw him in front of the Eternals, right? It's, he's just Mm-mm. not going to be into that. And I actually... Mostly because it's boring. Yes. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is the only one I can think of that might be... It's funny enough and action-filled enough where I think that might be something that might work for smaller kids. But I wouldn't recommend it. I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. Yeah. So... Um- I have these same feelings about Transformers too, so don't worry. It, it's right. I have I have mom feelings about lots of things. So, <laughs> so let's talk about the Marvel games because the Marvel games obviously are coming off of this whole Marvel MCU, right? This is what's Marvel's been around 
obviously forever. As for as long mm-hmm. as anyone living no as you know can think, there's always been Marvel comics. I'm um, not sure that's true, but um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Marvel's really old, isn't it? Um, I but mean, any, it's old, uh, but I don't think case. it's that. It's not as old as DC. I think it's like 75, 80 years old. Yeah, and there's no one on Earth who's 75 or 80 years old. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm just saying as far as like their adolescence, their childhood, you got to add at least a decade to that. So I'm saying like, you know, you're going to be 90 years old. Marvel's always been around in your life as far as you can remember. Also, when you get that old, you stop remembering the early stuff anyway. But it's all good. Um, I say that because I have old parents. But the point I'm trying to get at is in the last 10 years, and I just did a search in the last 10 years for Marvel, and I also compared it to the number of Cthulhu games out there in the last 10 years. Now, Marvel needs to be licensed. Cthulhu does not. And I'm this is in the show notes. So if you haven't looked at the show notes, don't. But Marvel founded 1939, 83 years ago. Yeah, that's pretty old. Oh, if you're 85, get out of here. You're not welcome at this podcast. No, apparently. 90. No, I'm just I'm just saying it's been around. You, oh, you have s- to be 10 before you can read now. Back in those days, you did. So it was. Yeah, because you were basically working founded, in the coal mines back then. So founded in 1939, 83 years ago as Timely Comics, changed the name to, in 1947, 75 years ago to uh, Magazine Management. And then 61 years ago. To Marvel Comics. All right, fine. It Marvel's says been around the for a Marvel time. era began in 1961. I think we're focusing yeah. on the wrong thing, really. And you that my dad is too old to on be alive whether or anymore. Not apparently, I am right or wrong, and that's not really what I want to get at right now. <laughs> Noted. The point is, my quick search of Marvel games versus Cthulhu games. Cthulhu beat it by three games. Cthulhu is a public domain. Now, I just searched for games that had Marvel in the title and games that had Cthulhu in the title. Only games on BGG that had more than 100 reviews. And that was an actual game and not an expansion. But still, Marvel's everywhere. Um, So down the list, this is from most popular to I've never heard of it. Um, Marvel Champions, the card game. We talked about that. A while ago, uh, legendary a Marvel deck building game, kind of one of the more original, earlier Marvel card games. Um, Marvel United, love it. Marvel Dice Masters, Kitty won't play it with me anymore, but it was good. Well, it lasted. <laughs> Marvel Splendor, it. I did. Um, a not as good version uh, than regular Splendor. Five Minute Marvel, probably probably the worst game on this list that I've actually played. <laughs> I just don't like any of the five minute stuff. Um, Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is a miniatures game. Oh, actually, Marvel Marvel uh, Hero Clicks is not even on this list. So, I had another one on this. But um, Marvel Villainous, Munchkin Marvel, the Versus System, the Marvel Battles, Marvel Flux, Marvel Dice Throne, um, Cardline Marvel, which is a really bad card game, but licensed for Marvel, um, and then Hero Clicks. And this is just these are new games that came out in the last ten years, which is probably why um, Hero Clicks didn't pop up on here. But it seems like every year there's a new Marvel license. And the last couple of years, it felt, it's felt like there's been more. So I'm surprised that there's only 14 games that I can think of at the moment. But they keep making them. They keep selling. And they are, they're not bad games. Like, they're, they're actually pretty good. I did a search for Star Wars because also Disney 
And Star Wars does beat them out by a tiny little bit, but um, not by much. So Star Wars and, and Marvel are like their own genres at this point. So Kitty, we played Marvel United last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I do what I do, I like, oh, I brought an extra copy here. You can keep it. So now you have a copy. So now I have one Marvel game in my collection. And you've never had a Marvel game before that. <laughs> no. And here's the thing. I like Marvel. I do. I sure haven't seen the last couple of movies, but that's because we keep being like, oh, we're going to go see them in theaters. But then I remember we have children and we don't do that kind of thing anymore. And then it like falls off your radar. But I like I saw some of these movies like premiere at midnight movies. I loved these movies. I still love these movies. I will catch up and watch them. I will probably at some point start back at the beginning with Iron Man and watch straight through again. I have done it on multiple occasions. I think they have that option on Disney Plus. They do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um how do you think I did it the last like I think the last time was because oh, I don't remember what movie. It was like some movie was just coming out and Disney was like, Are you ready? Oh, it was <laughs> the last time I did it was before the second Infinity Wars movie. I was like, we're gonna gear up. We're so excited. We're gonna watch it all. Um, and we did, and it was fun, and we had a good time. And there were some in there that we had missed because, like, I don't know, life and who has time for Ant Man? But it turns out it's a delightful movie, Ant- and I really Ant- enjoyed Ant-Man's it. One of my favorites. I love so it. good. Yes. Yeah. Um, but none of these games had ever. I don't know. It. It always felt like Marvel was just kind of slapped on, trying to get me to to buy the game. I will say that some of these games, that is exactly the case. And I'm we'll talk looking about at you, Marvel Flux. But some Marvel of these Flux. two. Marvel Splendor. Marvel Flux for sure. Hero Clicks Marvel. Marvel Splendor. <laughs> um, Munchkin Marvel. Um, yeah. And I've not played Munchkin mm-hmm. Marvel. The other ones I have. Um, but So, Fletcher, what is your relationship with Marvel? And how many Marvel games do you have besides Marvel Champions? Uh, just the one, because you bought it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is my relationship with Marvel? I like watching the movies. I have not read most of the comic books. See, I... I would say, yeah. Yeah, I have not read almost any Marvel comic books. I grew... That's true. I've I've read almost none. I grew up I read a lot of X-Men back in the day. I wish I did sort of. I was a DC person. I still swear by it. I love DC. Um, DC does not have the powerhouse this that marvel does i think dc does make better long-run tv shows um marvel makes better mini shows and movies but i did not read marvel comics growing up i was not really a marvel person until the mcu started making me fall in love with these characters and then i would do a little bit of research every once in a while like oh who's that or whatever so kind of a little bit of a backstory but most of my knowledge of marvel comes from the marvel cinematic universe and I th- and as I'm playing these games, you start to be introduced to characters that aren't in the cinematic universe, and it makes me say, "Okay, wait, who is that?" Um, American America Chavez is a character that I was playing in Marvel United, and I'm like, "Oh, this character seems pretty cool." And this is not a spoiler; you find it out in the first three minutes of the movie. But she is one of the main characters in the new Doctor Strange movie, and I'm like. This is awesome. This is a new character that I was interested in because of a Marvel game that I now get to learn more about. And every time they introduce a new character like that, and there's been a bunch of them for Phase 4, I'm like, 
and it, they do such a great job making these characters compelling. And it makes these games more interesting when you like know the characters more. I'm going to pause there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they do a great job of tie-in. I think they've always done a great job of that. And it also helps that their movies on average are, you know, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> on average, pretty which, good. And yeah, we'll take I that. I mean, you can't say the same thing with the DC movies. No. Like, DC movies are, not are good. so hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then mostly miss. Um, I'll give you that. Mostly miss. But like, because you, it's have, Batman. you keep churning out pr- pretty good movies that have these like good characters in them. They're well-designed characters in pretty good movies on average. Um, you get a lot of life out of them. You build a fan base that wasn't even there before. I think though with the movies that we're starting to see, and maybe this is just me, maybe I'm just getting old, but um, you know, my problem getting into the comics when I was a kid, I said, I read some X-Men and that was because I had an older sister who was into X-Men and she kind of helped me navigate where to start? Who are these characters? What's going on? Because there's so much going on in this universe that there's so, it's so hard to know where do I jump on? Yeah. And you're getting to that point with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like to watch one movie, like with my sister, you have to watch up to 13 movies to understand the context of of that movie. And some of them do a much better job than others of being more standalone, but that's not what people want out of it too. What people uh, like is the tie-ins. What people like actually, is the characters coming in and out. You reminded me, so you haven't seen um Doctor Strange yet. If you haven't seen WandaVision, just watch that first. It's mm-hmm. not it's not that you have to have watched WandaVision. It's that it will make a but lot you get more, more sense. It makes so much what's more sense. Going it's on the same if you have um, watched it. I don't remember what it was that I was going to watch. Maybe Black Panther. And my mom was like, nope, you have to stop. You have to go back and watch Ant-Man first because you're not going to understand what this is. And it turned out that, you know, my mom is a crazy person. And it was the scene after the credits wasn't going to make as much sense to me. So So this is what I do with Sydney (laughs) when she hasn't watched because I've watched all of it and she doesn't as religiously keep up unless I'm like, here, let's sit down and watch this. She still refuses to watch Last Spider-Man for some reason. I don't know. It was, Last Spider-Man was amazing. But um, <laughs> I get I it. Amazing it. Spider-Man. The Last Spider-Man was amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was accidental, but that was awesome. But um, I will pause and be like, this is all you need to know about this particular thing that's going to happen. And then I'll press play again. And the movies do a decent job of trying to you know, catch you up. But yeah, it, it feels more satisfying. Or, or making it not matter. Or making it not matter. But it feels more satisfying when you're in the know. And you're like, oh, yeah. I know what's going on here. I know why this is such an important thing to that person or whatever. And maybe that's my problem is maybe I have too much. Like, I need to know what's going on. I have to know all the things. And I and that's why I'm behind is because I <laughs> we were going to go see the new Spider-Man movie. And then instead, we all got COVID. Um, and I just haven't caught back up from them because you, I, I don't want to do it out of order. I have to do all the things and the collector's nature. And that's, it ties into these games too. So many of them, it's not just here's the game. It's fun to play. It's here's the game. Now collect all the characters, buy more expansions, get all the things you have to tie in all the characters 
oh, you're not playing with this person? What are you even doing? You need to have X-Men <laughs> and the Marvel universe Avengers, to play. Yeah. yeah, you have to have, exactly. You can't yep. just have the thing. Yep. Well, and so, Fletcher, you haven't bought any extra stuff from Marvel Champions, right? You just have the base game. I just had the base game, though I was really close one time to buying some expansions. <laughs> so the, the games, can you name the characters that are in that base game? I think there's five of them. Uh, She-Hulk, Tony Stark. Um, uh, oh my God, I, I'm blanking. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, you, you started at She-Hulk, which is the one I want to talk about, because She-Hulk is in the base game of Marvel Champions. Spider-Man. Duh. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, I don't think Captain America is actually in the base. I think he was a expansion character. No, he's not. Because they know people will pay for him. Yeah. Because well, he's a good character. People will pay for all of this stuff. But so She-Hulk, for example, is one of those characters that keeps no coming up. No one is going to buy She-Hulk. That's what you think. It keeps coming up in these games as one of the primary characters. Um, there's She-Hulk in Marvel United, in Dice Masters, in Marvel Champions, in Legendary. Um, She-Hulk's in all of these games, but has yet to show up in the MCU until she does. And then you're going to be like, oh. They're making a show. Not, exactly. Right? It's like, oh, now I get it. And I'm wondering, is this like something, when you get to know these characters, does that draw you into how to ask this question where Kitty can't just dismiss it out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) You're playing Marvel United. And Marvel United, you're like, okay, the gameplay's fine. I like this character, this character. We played Professor X, Wolverine, and Captain America in our playthrough. And suddenly I'm like, oh, well, the She-Hulk exists too. And then you watch the She-Hulk series and you're like, oh, I really like this character. Would that drive you to wanting to play Marvel United with She-Hulk? Would that be something that's like, oh, I, I like this character. I think I might want to you know, try tracking down that character and, and playing them in this game that I like. Or tolerate because Chris gave it to me for free, so I pretended. Um, would it make me want to do that because I saw it? I mean, maybe. I, I would say like, if, if it's like a... I, she-Hulk is a bad, maybe a bad example because I already know of that character. But if they <laughs> had a new character that I wasn't aware of, I'd be like, oh, that's an interesting character. Like, I, I think I'm more interested in playing, like, uh, a Doctor, Doctor Strange, Yeah, what a, for example. Or, like, um, so American Chavez was in the new Doctor Strange movie, a character most people would have no knowledge of whatsoever. Yeah, I definitely don't know because she's relatively new. Does is she now? Someone's like, oh, this is interesting. I want to know more about this character in my Marvel games because she exists in at least a handful of these games for sure. Um, but I think a lot of people just kind of like overlook it and be like, no, oh, I don't know this character, so I might play someone else. Um, yeah, I, I, to me, uh, America Chavez or like is not that in- interesting of a character. Maybe because they're. You don't get to see a lot of her in the movie. I mean, you get to see a lot of her, but you don't get to really explore her powers. It's her origin story. That much. Yeah. It's it's like her origin story. Um, so I would say like no on that, but like maybe in a future movie, like I'd be more interested, possibly. Interesting. Now I do. I I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think for me it was the other way around. I'd known this character from the games, and that made me more interested in the character in the movie. Which is interesting. All right, Kitty, yeah. you, you've been trying to say something. <laughs> um, I've been trying to answer the question. <laughs> so <laughs> I am more likely to seek out 
an expansion that I know has some of my favorite existing characters in it. But it is also the other way where I may not seek out a character, but like you were saying, I might be more interested, but I would actually not just like wait passively for the next movie to happen to have that character. I have to do like a deep dive on that character's history and like know everything. And I think that's part of what stops me from getting into these things is because I know myself. And I know if I start getting into something, I have to get all the way into it. And I don't have the capacity for this. I have the Lord of the Rings and I had to go out and immediately buy the Riders of Rohan deck because I love the Riders of Rohan. And my favorite part of the books is always Eowyn and she is by far the best and I'm very disappointed in her character in the card game, but I will play it anyway and I will make it work because (laughs) that is how I choose to play that game. And it's and that happens and I, a lot, I like right? that I can do it by myself. <laughs> so there's another thing, too. If you're into the Marvel stuff and you get pick up a game, you want to play your favorite characters. And if your favorite mm-hmm. characters aren't there, you can be bitter about it. And the internet is very bitter about it. Why did you pick this character when this character is obviously way better type of things? But um, I, My problem was more what happens if your character's there and it's Captain America and all he does is punch things and it's super boring to play Captain America. And I'm like, Captain America should have better powers. There's so many more options here. And like, if I had to choose, especially between old Professor X, because James McAvoy Professor X is a different can of worms, but old Patrick Stewart looking Professor X versus... Captain America, I 100% like Captain America more, but the character that I was playing was much more interesting as Professor Xavier. Yes. The cards were more interesting. I had more abilities. I had more stuff. I had more choices to make, but I didn't want to be Professor Xavier. I wanted to be Captain America, but I don't want to just punch things. Well, he was heroic too, (laughs) but mostly he just punched things. It was so boring. I looked through those cards. I was like, and you're talking about these abilities and stuff. I'm like, these are just symbols. This is all, it's all (laughs) just symbols on here. You're like, oh yeah, those ones punch and those ones like save people. But in this scenario, you actually don't (laughs) want to save people. Like, great. (laughs) So yes, and that can be like, you're you're basically hitting on the fact that these games almost always are going to disappoint people, right? And... Kitty's lights just went out. <laughs> the, Ghost house. The lights in this room are on a motion sensor, and apparently I haven't moved close enough to the light switch in a while. So I'm going to go wave my hands uh, at my go light wave switch. Your hands. Um, but all of these games, like they're going to disappoint you in one way or another because the character isn't going to be exactly what you thought it was going to be. Um, unless you go in with a, I don't know what this character is going to be, so... I'm, I'm fine with whatever. Um, Jason brings up in chat Marvel Dice Thrones, which is, we've talked about Dice Thrones multiple times, and Dice Thrones was a just a fantasy dueling Yahtzee. Is, like, this is a, <laughs> it is dueling Yahtzee. But it is so much fun. There's a lot of fun there. And Marvel Dice Thrones, these are the, the heroes that Marvel Dice Thrones picked. And I remember thinking, huh, that is an odd collection of heroes to pick for this. The Miles Morales Spider-Man, who's actually hugely popular right now. Oh, yeah. Scarlet Witch, also hugely popular right now. Thor, also hugely popular. 
Black Widow. And now I'm doubting myself. These are all popular things. Doctor Strange. Okay, I why, I definitely <laughs> back this. Loki. Yeah, this game is awesome. Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Okay, yeah, no, this this game's fine. Um, I don't know why I remember thinking, huh? That's a weird collection of heroes, which it sort of is. Actually, I'm I mean, take- it's it's much more the newest Marvel stuff. It's not, but it doesn't have any of the original cycle one phase one whatever they're called these days yeah short of heroes thor. In it. yeah yeah and, and thor i would say i don't know i don't like current thor as much as i like old thor well current thor like lady thor is coming now so like that's the next thor movie is uh natalie portman's gonna become thor so it's not a spoiler it's in the previous but like i had not been in this into doctor strange or i hadn't watched uh wandavision um the, the black widow series um so a lot of these i didn't know about at the time and i think that that is interesting in the fact that okay um now i'm still I'm more super confused if scarlet witch is a good guy or a bad guy because i grew up with scarlet witch being a bad guy but now she's a good guy and maybe not actually Magneto's kids, which is so confusing <laughs> to me. And I can't. You might want to watch Doctor Strange. Um, just saying. It's. Well, yeah, because now they acquired that <laughs> license. So we can a- address the elephant in the room. So in Marvel United, she is an antihero. She could be played on both sides. And so you, you can play against her and uh, Quicksilver. Or they can be played as heroes because they've been both good and bad. Magneto's been both good and bad. Mystique's been both good and bad. Marvel does a really Uh, good job of, well. Magneto is questionable. Magneto is always out for Magneto. He's, yes, but he's played on both sides of the aisle depending on what serves him best at the moment. So it's, but yeah, that's the other thing they can play around with the Marvel Universe is the good guys and the bad guys. And Marvel United does a great job at this because. You can play against them as bad guys, and then you can play against them as good guys. If you want to, you can play against themselves, but you know that thematically breaks everything. Which brings me to my next question. When playing these games, are you just playing a game with a Marvel skin on it, or are you trying to imagine the story that might go along with playing the game? Um, I don't think I'm tr- imagining a story playing the game, at least not with the, not, at least not with the game I have. So Marvel Champions is not going to have a compelling... It's not... An immersion story does not come out of it. No, not for me, anyway. Um, I will say that Marvel Champion... Not Marvel... United. Marvel United is the one we played. Marvel United. I thought it was fine. Spencer really liked it. Spencer was telling the story. Spencer loves telling a story. That is, like, his thing. So, you know, maybe Spencer just needs to play Marvel Champions and let you know Fletcher. Because he can find... <laughs> A story anywhere um and honestly that's why we held on to the game if it had just been me and my game collection i probably would have said this was a delight chris thank you for bringing it to my home put <laughs> it, it back in your car <laughs> along with the tricycle you forgot too that's true we um, got halfway back and forgot to realize we forgot the tricycle yeah luckily it's not going anywhere because i'm lazy um <laughs> but, but spencer yeah told but stories. Spencer, spencer liked it Spencer had fun. It was a fast enough learn. He felt like he was in the game. He was getting it. It was fun. We can play it together. We c- it's something we can bring out. A lot of his friends like to play board games and are into Marvel and 
honestly don't like a lot of the games that I have picked out. So <laughs> this is um, a good addition to our collection, and I'm glad we have it now. I still never would have bought it. Well, I think so. We're going to talk briefly Marvel Champions, Marvel United. Um, I can't speak to Marvel Legendary. These are the top three rated Marvel games on Board Game Geek. But Marvel Champions is, and we've talked about this at, at length, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. It is a very involved Marvel game. Build your deck to take on whatever scenario you're going to take on. Uh, there's lots and lots of cards. There's lots of things. Lots. Of, there's lots of rules. It's easy for a living card game, but it's still a living card game. And there's a ton there. Marvel United is almost too simple for many gamers. And I, and I use that in air quotes, but I'm, I'm going to say it that way because I had the same impression. It's almost too simple for people to take seriously. They're like, this just feels like a mass market game. Like, why would I play this over something else? And, but there's definitely more depth there as you get more content. But to your point, it is a game that you can introduce to just about anybody. And because it's full co-op, everyone can have fun playing it. I, I think that mass appeal has kind of gotten a bad rap in this hobby. Like, oh, yeah. You know, if everyone likes it, there must be something wrong with it. I can't like it. I, you know, um, and maybe this is just me. I'm kind of a snob. I'm like, I'm above this kind of thing now. I have better (laughs) games than this. But what good is a game that no one wants to play with you? And I have a lot of those. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I have people who like to play those games with me. And I'm very lucky. And it's fun. But also, it's nice because there have been times when we've had people over who'll be like, let's play a game. And I'm like, oh, what do you like? And I look at my collection. I'm like, I don't have anything that's not like a super easy light party game. I need these kind of middle ground games. I need to build this section of my game collection because this kind of game is fun and it has its place. And, you know, Marvel United was really fun and it was easy enough that... Our kids were in and out of the room, messing with what we're doing, touching pieces, and it was chaos. And we were still able to play, follow what was going on, and have fun, and it wasn't too crazy. So, yeah. Well, and I would say, so Marvel Marvel Dice Masters is definitely an in-depth competitive dueling game. (laughs) It, It almost is, like, just for the people who already like Dice Masters. Like, some of these are, like... People like Splendor, people like Flux, people like Munchkin. And if you like Munchkin, you're going to have all the Munchkins. And if you like Flux, you have all of the Fluxes. You know, like, it's just, they're almost their own thing. Like, yeah, well, Splendor Marvel. That, <laughs> Splendor's different, but. Yeah, Splendor Marvel, Flux I would say. Flux and Munchkin, for sure. Yeah, Splendor is the better game. Splendor Marvel is the better presentation. Um, I think if I was going to play Splendor, I'd probably pull out Splendor Marvel and play it with Splendor rules. <laughs> and then you still have, because the art is nice and, you know, people can relate to what they're seeing and, and all of that. Um, something like, well, Marvel Crisis Protocol, this is a full-on miniatures, assemble, paint, play game. Um, Marvel Villainous, this is another mainstream uh, mm-hmm. Marvel game, where this is based off of Disney Villainous, which was also super popular. You can find it in any Target. You can find Marvel Villainous in any Target. There's now at least one expansion, so there's two versions of this. Um, 
another game that you can just kind of pick up and you know the characters and you can just play and anybody you basically teach anybody because each character has their own their own deck of cards their own way of playing so once you know that character you can just keep playing that character over and over but they're not super complicated like have, have you guys ever played the villainous games i no. played disney villainous once forever ago yeah i mean i think sense- my sister got it for christmas and we yeah. all played it that day and that was whatever year villainous came out around christmas <laughs> every year um for but yeah, the last this like is, four years or something i think it was like four or five years ago now yeah they're almost solo games where you're trying to do your own thing but you mm-hmm. can also mess with other people and them trying to do their thing um marvel munchkin i think that's just kind of a thing it's like well i like munchkin um if you like marvel and you want to get someone into munchkin sure have the heroes be beating up on each other um you know, Hero Clicks, again, it's a pretty heavy miniatures game, and I, I don't know that I would introduce anyone to Marvel games through Hero Clicks, but you could. <laughs> but I do think that Marvel games are easier in general to get non gamers into. And that's why they do it, right? That's why there's a Marvel Splendor. That's why there's a Marvel Flux, a Marvel Munchkin, is because it does bring new players in. Who are like, oh, yeah, I like Marvel. Sure, I'll play that game with you. And then he's like, oh, this is a game I like. This is something that my friends will like because the theme's there. And now I can get more people to play the game. And it's not, you know, IP games are, it's not a new thing. I'm not breaking any ground. Nobody should be shocked by this, I don't think. (laughs) But I think with Marvel, it's becoming just bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's just so much of it out there. And the quality of it is actually not bad like it's getting really good so i think though that like each of these games kind of hits a different like niche market here so like you have your easier games you have your you know card games co-op games heavier games lighter games games that are familiar to people already like munchkin and flux that kind of stuff and you know at some point you are going to reach a like we have a marvel game for everything out there do we need to keep making these games or are we just going to see more and more expansions building on these existing games things like marvel champions marvel united dice masters they've always got things coming out villainous there's always more and more content coming out within those games too and it's just like the marvel universe has endless content yeah yeah i don't know in some ways i'm already feeling burnt out (laughs) <laughs> on Marvel, you have played one Marvel game. No, not on the games, on the just the Marvel oh, content. The like, I can't keep up with it. I can't keep up with the movies. I'm old and I'm tired. And I'd rather be watching... <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. The Golden Girls? No. <laughs> She's not that we old. We actually just started watching Blackbird on Apple TV, and there's only two episodes out. And I'm, like, mad that that's their release schedule because I want more. So... So a couple comments from chat. So Jason mm, says murdery. <laughs> that Marvel Champions, he's, he, he feels that Marvel Champions um, lets you feel like you're actually being the hero. And I will say that your entire deck of cards is really just about you. Where Marvel United, it's a small deck of cards, but most of the cards look the same between all the heroes, ex- with a few exceptions. You know, 30 to 40% on average are like specifically unique to your character. Um so I, I definitely give you that 
where Marvel Champions gives gets you more into the game, probably more so than anything else. Um, and I say that because Marvel Champions, you're building a single hero. I think a lot of these other games, you are building a team of heroes. And when you can play a single hero, you feel more like you're that hero. Um, Mike mentions that he just likes superhero games, and he just wants to keep seeing them as long as they keep being good. And I, I, I think that I probably agree there. Sure, make all the Marvel games. I'm not going to buy all the Marvel games. I'm not really that into Marvel, but I'll look at them. You know, a Marvel Dice Thrones, I would not have bought if it wasn't for the fact I really like Dice Thrones. And so, like, sure, I bought it. Actually, I probably would have because, no, I don't know. That's hard to tell. It's hard to go back in time. Like, well, if I never heard of Dice Thrones, would I have bought this game? Um, probably not because it's Yahtzee, the dueling game. <laughs> but it's a very, very, very good Yahtzee, the dueling game. So, um, but I don't own Marvel Flux. I don't own any Hero Click stuff. I don't own Marvel Munchkin, Marvel Villainous, Crisis Protocol, Five Minute Marvel. Um, I do own Marvel Splendor because I I like Splendor and I wanted something that looked better. I just wish the game didn't actually like the rules weren't actually worse. Um, but you know, it's a it's a pretty game. The cards are are prettier than the the base game. And I don't own any Marvel Legendary stuff. I just own the Marvel stuff that I think I'd be interested in. And that's the even Marvel Champions. I don't think I like that game. I might just give all of my <laughs> collection to Fletcher and be like, here, here's 45 heroes. Why don't you like the Go game? Go at it. I think there's too much work. Because it's not Arkham Horror? Yeah. That's basically <laughs> it. There's too much work uh, for not enough payoff. Marvel Champions games all end in a whimper. In my, what, like, the games I've played, it's like, okay, I won. Eh. And there's so much effort Have to get into that. Have you still only played it solo, though? Um, probably. You should get together <laughs> with Fletcher and try playing with a human All right. in the room to, to talk to. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. It, it does change it. I'll do that. It does change it. Yeah. Well, all three of us should play Marvel Champions. You can pick any hero you want because there's a lot of them, Kitty. You'll find one. You guys can come to my haunted house. You want to play with me? Yes. <laughs> we, during In October, we had dimmed the lights. The house is haunted. And we're playing Marvel Champions in the background. Uh, that's when we're going to play Cthulhu. Oh, right. Delta Green. I want to say Cthulhu Death May Die. We need to play that again. Um, actually, Kitty, I don't know if you've ever played it with us, have you? Nope. And Fletcher, you've never. This is my number one favorite game. I, I made a top mm-hmm. ten list. This is my number one. Yeah. Actually... Never played it. Um, we're going to do yeah, a drawing. You're selfish, and you didn't share with us. All right. Well, we're going to do a couple things. We're going to do the drawing for Road Inc. right now. Notice how it's his favorite game, and he's never played it with us. I wonder if that says something. It might. It might. You could ruin my favorite game. I think you could. <laughs> yeah. Um, but post-credits, I am going to give you guys the top 10 list that I made that I was going to record and release last Tuesday in lieu of the actual episode but i never got around to it um so that'll be post credits is chris's top 10 games and spoiler alert cthulhu's on the top okay so fletcher you're gonna help me with this drawing i need um we're gonna do two numbers from 1 to 24 and the first number is going to be for group one and the second number is going to be for group two because you guys were already randomly split up into two groups um the winners are getting a year subscription to board game arena and so that's what's going to happen. Um, the people who are not valid are the three of us. We are not valid. <laughs> but um, so 
Fletcher, I would like you to ask Siri for a number from 1 to 24 for group Anyone one. Anyone listening on an iPhone, get ready. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never asked I've never asked her this before, so I, excuse me if I ask it the wrong way. Hey Siri, give me a random number between 1 and 24. There you go. What was it? Four. 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 So four is one, two, three. All right. Getty already won last time. Tell Siri to get a new number. <laughs> hey, Siri, give me a random number between one and 24. A random? All right. 18. 18. Now I got to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Uh, Tazcat 24. Uh, so Ooh. you are our first winner. She's on all the time playing all kinds of games. Mm-hmm. And... For the second group, a number between 1 and 24. Hey, Siri, give me a random number between 1 and 24. She doesn't. <laughs> now she has to think about it. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> All right. 13. One, two, and I have Lucky to count out loud 13. because if I don't count out loud, I lose my place. So 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, Leo, 115. So you two have been a year subscription to board game arena only the best money that you can spend on board games in my mind thirty dollars for a premium subscription to board game arena it's a pretty good deal all right post credits we will talk about my top 10 but until then we got to get to the post credits so kitty take it away tabletop game talk is a prime member of the dice tower network you can be part of our live recording monday nights at 8 30 central or join our discord to talk to us all week long both links are in the show notes you can email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by your patrons if you'd like to be one of these wonderful people you can find out how by visiting our website tabletopgametalk.com and clicking the support us link or there's a link in the show notes too uh i am sorry to everyone with their Apple device decided to go off a few times because of my questions. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, a huge thank you to our current patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gift of Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, Joe Punman, Leanne Verhol, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Jason Marks, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yossi, Tolkien Fan Forever, Michael Findlay, Stol- Stephen Falcon, Falcon, excuse me, <laughs> David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan C., Darren McClellan, David Garner, Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, and Sean P. Kelly. And thank you to anyone who's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. All right. So doing a top 10 list is actually not easy, especially since... You always want to just like think of the games you've most recently played. But this is my top 10 list. Number 10, Sentry, Spice Road, Golem Edition. Specifically Golem Edition. Normal Sentry would probably not even be on the list. It would be completely off the list. And this just goes to show how presentation really does matter. Um, number nine is Railroad Inc., but only on Board Game Arena, not in person. In person, it's probably in the 30s. Um, 
Number seven, and I can never split these two games up, even though they're completely different games, um, is War of the Rings or Star Wars Rebellion. They are so similar, super thematic, two-player epic games. Um, and it's hard to, if you've ever played one, if you've ever, if you've played them both, you're like, okay, yeah, I totally understand how it just really depends on what IP you want to play at the time. They're not anywhere similar to the same game, but they give you kind of that same feel. Number eight is Eclipse, Second Dawn for the Galaxy. It is a space 4X game with lots of tech and building ships, and I just really, really love it. Number five is The Crew, because as simple a game that is, we just have a ton of fun, a ton of fun playing it. Uh, number four is Marvel United. This is one of my newer games on here, but I really, 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 really do like it. And there's so many different game modes. This is with all the content. This is not just the base game. You can't go to Walmart, spend $15 and get the Marvel United that I'm ranking here. But if you have the Kickstarter editions, there's so much content in those boxes that it there's just so many ways to play. It's kind of endless. Number four, Great Western Trail. Number five, Arkham Horror, the card game. Number two, legitimately, Homeworlds. And because I can just play it anywhere and I love it. And then number one is Cthulhu Death May Die. What order was question. that listed? Yeah, what order was that? What the heck, what the heck was that? <laughs> Wait, didn't I do that 10 to, 10 to 1? Oh, was I just- no, you skipped all around. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all like over the place. 10, 9, 8, 7, 4, 5, 2, 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Century, so Railroad War, Eclipse, Crew, Marvel United, Great Western Trail, Arkham Horror, Homeworld, and then Cthulhu Death Would Die. In that order. Oh my god. Wait, in that order or in that reverse in order? In that reverse order. <laughs> but no, I'm try making a top ten list at that some point. That was the <laughs> most bizarre ordered list I've ever heard of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know why we do podcasts. 